welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and each week, me and my buddy Murph are going to get together and talk about something nerdy. Let's jump right in. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. So folks, I wanted to jump on here real quick before this episode played. And let you know, it's a week late. If you obviously already know that if you're listening to a week late, we got mixed up. We didn't hit publish. I usually check the uh, stats once a week. And when I went to check them this week, it didn't show anything because we didn't publish it. So apologies for missing next week. You're doubling up today on Wednesday. I'm going to maybe space them out a little bit so you're not just back to back with them. And so this one will drop in the morning. And the next episode will drop later in the afternoon. I appreciate you guys' continuous support. And uh, yeah, let's get to the episode. All right, welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. I am your host, Lex, and this week I'm solo, solo dolo. Murph has had a rough week. Uh, as a stay-at-home dad, his wife is out of town for work, and that son of his is just putting him through the ringer. So, you are stuck with me. We're giving him the week off, and I'm going to make this real short and sweet for you guys. This week, we are talking about D23, uh, the expo that happened last week. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> Maybe one day Murph and I will get invited to these things. And we can give you guys live coverage. That would be that's the dream, honestly. Uh, so, if you can make that happen, if you're someone that's uh, that's in all those in crowds, then uh, make it happen. Just throw us some passes, and we'll uh, we'll drive there together. We don't have to fly or anything fancy like that. We'll sleep in Merce car. Um, but okay, so let's just jump right in. Let's knock this out and let you guys get back to your day. D twenty three. D23, formerly D23, the official Disney fan club, is, as you guessed it, the official fan club for the Walt Disney Company. Founded in 2009, the organization is known mainly for its event, the D23 Expo, which takes place every other year. The name D23 refers to, as you again probably guessed it, D for Disney, and 23 for 1923, the year Walt Disney founded the company. For three days straight, the Walt Disney Company basically flexes its muscles, showing off everything it has coming out for the next few years, and basically reminding us that it owns us. <laughs> A lot happened over the weekend, but I'm going to tell you the 12 things that popped out to me. So let's get after it. 
first of all, and I, these aren't in direct order. As I think about it, there's some things that are above others, but what this is just how I wrote it down, and this is maybe how it happened. Again, I wasn't there. I don't know. Let's let's just do this, okay? First of all, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ru- rumors of Ewan McGregor's return to play Obi-Wan Kenobi has been swirling around for so many years. And the actor has always been kind of wishy-washy about it, saying, you know, he's kind of moved on from the role and he's not, you know, he doesn't think it's going to fit you know, his life anymore. But this week, he's finally changed that answer and let us everyone know, yes, McGregor said he is coming back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, for me, it's a little disappointing because it's another prequel Star Wars series when I'm ready to just kind of move past where we're at. But if we're going to get a prequel series, I, I'm glad it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm glad Ewan McGregor's coming back to play him. There is, you know, a, a lot of story to be told between uh, when they went underground and then he was that old man secretly watching over Luke Skywalker. So I'm, I'm interested and I hope, you know, Ewan McGregor's a little older now, so I hope they dive a little deep into that. So that's cool. Next up on my list, I got Cruella the movie. Now, you may not be a fan of these Disney movies. They're rebooting all of them. Uh, the vi- the villains, Disney villains are getting their own prequel movies. Maleficent, to me, was pretty good. And I'm interested by the second one. I don't know if they've done another one. Maleficent. Uh, they probably have. And I'm just drawing a blank. I was pretty shocked whenever they announced it. Uh, and they announced Emma Stone. I just thought it was one of those things they were trying to grab people's attention and, and put out some news. But, you know, and I was also was like, who, who cares about Cruella DeVille? She's evil. She, like, wanted to murder all those dogs. Where, where is it going to be a story about how she was nice and then she became evil? Because that's just a sad movie. But, uh, this year, at D23, they released a picture of what it's going to look like. It's going to be a younger Cruella DeVille. She still looks pretty mean. And it actually looks kind of interesting. So... For where I was, not interested at all, I'm slightly interested. <laughs> I'll probably see it. Like Disney has me hypnotized. I go to see everything they do. Third on my list, people have been talking about Peggy Carter for, oh man, ever since the show came out on, what was it, ABC? Was it ABC or was it Fox? I don't know. See, I'm used to having Murph here to bounce off these things. He knows the random facts that I just don't know. I know the general facts. But he knows the, the random things that no one really asks. But I need them. I always just need them. But he's not here. So Peggy Carter is not coming back. You know, most of the Marvel Studios upcoming show or Marvel Studios, most of the Disney Plus shows, I guess it is still Marvel. What am I talking about? They haven't started filming yet. But President Kevin Feige didn't have anything to show because, again, they haven't started filming yet. One exception, though, is the animated series What If, which we also learned will take one key element from previously released Marvel movies and change it. At D23, Feige screened a clip that showed what would happen if Peggy Carter got superpowers instead of Steve Rogers. The results, Peggy, I I don't know, she may or may not be Captain Britain. She's wearing like a Captain Britain uniform, but Haley Atwell called her Captain Carter and that she just might not know. You know, this won't come out for a while, so she just she they don't probably tell her everything. And it also shows a little Steve 
you know, the malnourished, skinny Steve from the beginning of the movies in what seems to be an early Iron Man suit. And for me, I'm already pulled in. It uh, seems like a compelling story. And if it's any, you know, kind of preview what the other shows are going to be like, I'm in. It, it, you know, there, it seems like they're going to do, if there's 23 episodes, it seems like they're going to do all the movies. So uh, I think it's an interesting take. I think it's really, really cool. I do hope one of the episodes is Marvel Zombies. I don't know which movie they're going to fit that into. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, yeah, so what else? I'll piggybacking off of that. Um, more Marvel Studios shows. So there's something that I don't know. I haven't been to San Diego Comic-Con. I haven't been to any of the big conventions or expos or anything. But there has to be something special about being in the room when Marvel Studios announces their new projects. It has to be. The buzz for these things all over the internet and how it breaks, being in the room has to be like, I don't know, a chilling experience. You know, when Foggy takes the stage, he can finally be clear about new projects, uh, which he can't ever really be clear about in casual interviews. People are always bugging him and he always has to give like some BS nod and walk away really fast. Um... So the biggest surprises being the announcement of Disney Plus shows focusing on Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight. Not only was it shocking and probably fun to hear, but it's also another step forward for the studio making up for its lack of inclusivity in its projects over the last 10 years. So they're, they're making progress. They're not trying to shove it down your throat, but they're, you know, they're taking steps, which I think it's cool. Now, we're not going to go into super depth on these characters because I'm sure as we get closer to the, um, you know, shows coming out, which it's going to be a while, uh, we'll do full episodes on them. But in the comics, Ms. Marvel is the name used by two different superheroes. First, by Carol Danvers, known as Captain Marvel. Then, by Kamala Khan, a teenager who has the power to enlarge or shrink any part of herself she wants. Who adopts the names? Who adopts the name to tribute Danvers? Now I'm interested to see how they do this because her powers also are derived from an Inhuman gene, which, if you know anything about the Inhumans in the MCU, their show flopped hard. So maybe they'll do a soft reboot. Maybe they'll completely redo her origin story. I don't know. It's yet to be seen. The Ms. Marvel series will feature Kamala Khan, who is notable as the first Muslim character in Marvel's 80-year history <clears throat> Excuse me, to headline her own comic. Foggy also previously mentioned that the character would appear in future films, so it's not very clear if it's going to be Captain Marvel 2, Captain Marvel 3, or if there's some kind of Young Avengers thing that they're going to do. Don't really know. Next up is Moon Knight, a.k.a. Mark Spector. He's a former CIA agent who was almost killed by a terrorist named Bushman. But his life is saved by the moon god Khonshu. And a lot of people think, you know, oh man, he's just Batman. You know, he's... And they do that because he's, you know, he has a cape and he fights with martial arts and he's kind of a detective. Which, those are our Batman qualities. But there's more to him. You know, he has multiple personality disorder. Four different personalities to be exact, and they all fight for control over his body. So that's an interesting element that Batman doesn't have to deal with. And he also has powers as far as super strength, durability, things like that, seeing in the dark. But they all uh, 
derived from the lunar cycle. So different lunar, different cycles of the moon will change up his powers as far as I think strength level. So he has to learn how to, to take care of himself and fight crime without using his powers as a crutch. So it's pretty cool. I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a good one. Um, She-Hulk, which I guess a lot of people don't know much about She-Hulk on the internet, which is weird because she's been around forever. As a matter of fact, it was Stan Lee's last character he created uh, for, you know, Marvel Comics back in the day. I think he came back and did like Ravager 2099, but no one cares about that. That character sucked. But She-Hulk is based off of Jennifer Walters, who develops her own unique Hulk powers after getting a blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, who's also Mark Ruffalo in the MCU. We don't know. It's not confirmed if he's going to be in the show or if they're going to use the original storyline or if they're going to redo it and give her a whole new storyline. So, I mean, I'm excited to see that. It's cool. Maybe it'll make up for people hate, a lot of people hate Bruce Banner in the MCU, so maybe it'll make up for that. That'll be kind of cool. Um, with three new shows, that makes eight total series from Marvel Studios for Disney+, Plus, joining The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, and the animated What If. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which also brings back Daniel Bruhl as Helmet Zero from Captain America Civil War, will premiere in fall 2020. WandaVision and Loki will stream spring 2021, with What If in summer 2021 and Hawkeye, which we'll see the intro of Kate Bishop introduced, uh, or intro of Kate Bishop. <laughs> we'll see Kate Bishop introduced that a premiere fall 2020. So it'll be a while until we get these shows. It's 2019, you know, so that's almost two years. So all these things can change. They're just plans, you know, think about all the plans that they made before and all these movies that were supposed to be coming out. We'll see. WandaVision will also introduce the adult version of Monica Rambeau, a.k.a. Photon, who is played by Tiona Paris. The character was first introduced as a child in the 1990s set of Captain Marvel. Feige also announced that both Randall Park and Kat, uh, Kat Dennings would reprise their MCU roles for the series, along with Katherine Hahn joining the series as well. For Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Feige confirmed that Emily Van Camp will be returning as Sharon Carter, which our friends over at The Wrap previously reported. Reported It's just, I guess, kind of good to see it confirmed. Um, Wyatt Russell has played in a lot of stuff. I just saw him in an older episode of Black Mirror, so that was pretty cool. Um, he'll be joining the series as John Walker, better known as the U.S. agent in the comics. So... Yeah, that, that's a cool character and a good actor. I'm excited to see it. Um, but yeah, that's we're going to stop talking about Marvel for a second and move right along. Now, see, Murph isn't going to be excited about this at all. And it, Star Wars is one of those things that I'm always going to see because I've been a fan since I can remember. Uh, Murph hated the movie so much that he's just like done with it. And while I didn't like the last one, and I had tons of negative things to say about it, I'm still going to see this new one. Uh, there's a new trailer for Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker, and uh, it's exciting. It looks really cool, but the ending, let's go ahead and spoil it for everybody if you haven't seen it yet. 
it shows a what seems like a dark ray holding a dual lightsaber that flips down and then resembles a lightsaber similar to the one that Darth Maul used in episode one. So that's who knows. And it ends right after they show her flip it down. Who knows? Could be a vision, could be a clone, could be her tricking them kind of like Luke did. We'll see. I don't know. I'm sure she's not evil. That'd be strange, but I don't know. It should, it is the end of a series. So, or end of a story arc. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, piggybacking off that, what I probably would have been my number one if I put these in order of importance was the Mandalorian. Now, it, it's the competition was fierce, anyways. But still, this was my favorite thing. The trailer didn't reveal much for like plot points or anything, like any sort of character, anything. But it looked so cool, man. And it, I mean, it looks like a big, it looks like a budget, big budget movie. And if and if all the shows are going to be that kind of caliber, then I'm really excited for it for Disney Plus. Um, so I'll be obviously, as I've mentioned before, I'll be signing up for it. I mean, I signed up for D- DC Universe like the first week it came out. I don't know why I wouldn't do the same. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, John Favreau, they're going to be releasing a, more footage later on. So I'm really excited to see how this goes. And it's going to be at launch, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll do a weekly. And it's coming out weekly. So we'll do a weekly mini review on it. I'm so excited. So excited. Um, let's see. Moving on. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, new original Pixar movies. That's cool. That's cool. After a few years of dominated by sequels like Toy Story 4, Incredibles 2, Cars 3, Pixar is going to be back doing what it does best. Fascinating and original stories. Uh, And the two highlighted at D23 looks great. Uh, First up in March 2020 is Onward, which is about two brothers who quest through a once magical land to use a spell that brings their dead father back to life. Uh, they saw several minutes of the movie, and from what people are saying, it looks amazing. Later in 2020, Pete Docter returns to direct to the director's chair with Soul, a film about a middle school jazz teacher, voiced by the talented Jamie Foxx, who somehow becomes separated from his soul. So another soul, voiced by the, uh, equally talented Tina Fey, steps in to help them reunite. Like Inside Out, which is another Doctor film, this Pixar is going to be tackling one of those deep meaningful issues but in a very family friendly fun way doctor p doctor who is who also made up and monsters inc is three for three as far as like knocking out masterpieces so i'm i'm pretty hopeful for soul and if the animation matches the story it's just it's going to be another hit so that's good I, i do enjoy pixar movies we did one of our early episodes about pixar movies so yeah, we'll probably do another one soon and see. Oh, yeah, we'll probably see if they fit into the into the uh, theory that they're all connected. That'd be cool. Man, I gotta write that down. Um, number eight. Now I'm not gonna talk about this because we've been talking about it a lot, but I, I have to because it you know it was a notable event. Talk about my friend Tom Holland. Now, to be honest, Tom Holland has had a rough week. Rough, rough week. Between all the Spider-Man controversy and his Uncharted movie losing another director, 
I didn't expect him to even go to the convention. People were talking about Spider-Man more than anything else going into D23. So it's understandable if the actor, who also voices one of the lead roles in uh, Onward, if he didn't show up, that'd be fine. Uh, but he did show up. And, uh, you know, before he left the stage, he, I mean, he talked about a few things. He said that he's going to continue to play Spider-Man. And he's very confident in where, you know, the direction they're taking it. They're going to be switching things up, but he thought he, you know, he's thanking everybody for being so amazing during this bad time. He did the typical cliche, I love you 3000 thing. And, uh, it was cool. It was cool for him to do that because he didn't have to say anything, but he did. And, uh, again, no one still knows what Spider-Man's doing though. So, but it was cool that he did that. Um, let me see one second. Yeah, sorry, my mouse is really loud. Uh, so, forgive me for all the clicks. Um, Disney Animation has a little movie called Frozen 2 coming out in a few months, which looks solid, but it's not going to make the list because it's a sequel. You know how we feel about sequels. Um, but I'm most excited for what comes next, which was a mystery until this till this weekend. Disney Animation finally revealed the movie that's coming out in November 2020. It's called Raya and the Last Dragon. It's the story of a warrior who must find her way, who must find her country's last dragon to save it. However, the, there is no longer a dragon. It's now in human form and needs to be changed back into a dragon. Even though the movie's over a year away, the footage, people said the footage looks nearly complete, so they'll probably be pushing out a lot of uh, promotional stuff pretty soon. Um, I'm excited. It's a new Disney movie. I know. We're all hypnotized by Disney. What can I say? They, uh, they make good stuff. Now, next, next on this list, it's, it's not anything like movies or TVs or anything, but it's about the, the theme parks. So when it comes to theme parks, the Epcot Center is used to be the vision of the future. But uh, people don't really, I don't know if people go to it anymore. I don't know. I don't know much about Disneyland that, besides what I see, you know, pictures-wise. Well, that changes in the next few years. Disney announced a massive retooling of the park, which will include lots of things, but not limited to these things, but uh, a new water experience from Moana, first ever Mary Poppins ride, a uh, backwards Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, a restaurant that'll take you up to space. Uh, I mean, a ratatouille, there's all kinds of things they're doing. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm excited about it. As someone that's going to Disney, uh, Disney World in the coming months, I'm pretty excited about making it, I don't know about annual, it's stupid expensive, but a maybe like a semi-annual thing. I don't know. If my wife loves it, she'll make it an annual thing, which is going to suck. But... Uh, in the next few years, I mean, this is number 11, it's the, when you're visiting Epcot, you can also head over to Star Wars Galactic Starship, which is the official name of what was once referred to as the Star Wars Hotel. It's not just a hotel, though. It's immer an immersive experience closer to a cruise in a hotel. And as someone who's pretended they lived in the Star Wars universe since there's a, a little kid, I'm extremely excited about it. Um, I'm going to Galaxy's Edge later this year, 
which is their new Star Wars attraction. And I'm just, I'm just so excited for it. I've been waiting for something like this since I was a little kid. So there you have it. I'm excited. It's going to be expensive. I know. And you probably think I'm wasting my money. And I know that, but you can't take it with you. <laughs> I think last on my list is Mulan. Now, of course, it had a little bit of controversy with it. I'm not getting into all that because that's not what we do here. But from what I hear, the several minutes of footage that was screened, it, it's gorgeous. And I think that it'll make all the controversy go away once it comes out. I'm personally pretty excited about this one. Mulan was one of my favorites as a kid. Being someone that is partially Asian and grew up in an Asian household, I love it. I'm excited about it. And when Hollywood gets it right, it's good to see. Uh, so I'm, uh, yeah, I don't even really have much to say about it. I'm just ex I'm excited about it. Um, that's, I don't, I, I'm sure I'm missing some things. I feel like I'm missing some things. If you guys have any, or have seen every, any coverage, or if you were at, you know, D23, if I'm missing some stuff, hit me up. Let me know. Uh, send us a message, and I'll mention it in the next episode. Uh, other than that, that's all I got, guys. I'm going to keep it, again, I'm going to keep it relatively short. I feel like I've been talking really fast, and I apologize if I have been. Um, but yeah, I'm circling the drain. I had 12 things, 12 up, 12 down, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, so I will see you guys next week. Hey guys, I wanted to take another quick second and say thank you for stopping by and listening to me and Murph's nonsense. If you really want to support the podcast, take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it on your story. Tag us and we'll repost it. See you guys next week.